Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. Yoga is defined as a group of physical, mental, and spiritual practices, which originated in India. In Western culture, it can be viewed as an exercise to help stay in shape, with little mention on that mental aspect. Today, we have a certified yoga teacher with us here in the studio, and that's Lindsay Morton. We have her here today to talk about all things yoga, so some benefits and hopefully some helpful tips for anybody interested in getting started. So hello, Lindsay, and Hi. welcome Thank to you. the show. It's a huge pleasure to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I love having good conversations with people who are passionate about what they do, so it's exciting. Nice. Yeah. And for me, I feel like yoga is this... Like, it's such a common term that's flicked out there. Yeah. And I know I kind of went through my own phases with yeah. it. And I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to have somebody with the expertise to come in and share that with anybody listening today? And it's also this kind of billion dollar industry, right? That it's kind of out there floating around and it's really kind of in our faces right now. So, so let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So let's start with, um, before we kind of go really deep into mm -hmm. the discussion, let's start with maybe a definition of what yoga is truly meant to be. So at the, the root of the actual word, it's interesting because I'm not sure I ever actually thought about what the word yoga translates to or means. And it actually translates to um, yoke or union. So bringing things together so body mind spirit so that's the actual kind of translation fundamental definition of what yoga is see to even say that it's like oh oh yeah yeah <laughs> wait a second yeah exactly it's not just about getting yeah. the sweat on yeah <laughs> exactly so I, I think that was a big aha moment for me when somebody told me that I was like oh okay okay yeah and so did you kind of figure that out earlier on your practice or was it um, like a, a journey before you got there? Yeah, it was probably my teacher training. Nice. That I, you know, don't know why I ended up there or how I ended up there, but knew I had to be there. Yeah. And then things kind of started falling into place. So, okay. So give us a little bit about who you are. I guess yoga is more of, I, I heard this term recently called um, side hustle. So yoga is kind of my side hustle. <laughs> so it's like the thing you do on the side. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, that brings me joy and fills me up. And I like to learn about um, during the day. I guess I have a corporate kind of standard job downtown Calgary. I work as a geologist. And um, yeah, I do this on the side. So then to have that kind of professional aspect, what drew you like what you, you mentioned how you just kind of fell into it yeah but what was that was it something you were kind of seeking at that time or maybe something that you didn't even know you were seeking I, it's probably that you don't even know but seeking is a good word I feel like I'm always kind of seeking whether it's like knowledge or you know learning about something new trying something new I don't know seeking is kind of a that's a really good word common theme for me um I was, it was after school and uh, university and I was, I did yoga, I went to yoga and kind of felt like there was this 
thing missing in my life and I wanted to learn more and figure stuff out more and just kind of expand and grow and so I signed up for a yoga teacher training kind of on a whim really like oh well this will be like a nice uh you know dedicate your time to something you know practice it sounds something. so big to me though yeah like yoga teacher like that sounds like it would be like a huge chunk of time and that's kind of you know I thought that too I thought oh yoga teacher and I'm gonna be a yoga teacher after and then all of a sudden you dive into this stuff and you're like wow wow there's a lot to this so I think you'll hear a lot of people come out of yoga teacher training and say that you know they're um forever a student after you know figuring out that there is so much um behind the the practice and with the philosophy and everything so so what was your biggest surprise kind of starting that journey that I didn't necessarily want to be a yoga teacher <laughs> afterwards <laughs> like I didn't want that to be my um full-time I thought for sure I'm going to go in and I'm going to come out being a full-time yoga instructor and when I came out I was like wow I don't know anything <laughs> I actually don't know anything. You know, like, this is just the, the tip. This is just the tip to um, more. To what there is. Yeah, to what there is. So just... That sounds a little bit intimidating, I gotta admit. It, it's not, though. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It's like, it's just kind of... It, it's just... It was a really cool experience. Like, a growing um, experience. And just left you wanting more. That was That was my... So, growing. Define that for us. What do you mean by growing? not staying the same right yeah. always challenging trying um yeah there's kind of this that static feeling of um almost like redundancy in your life I don't know you know like routine kind of doing the same thing like I like to spice you know, it up a spice bit spice it up yeah. <laughs> yeah and so after you took the <laughs> yoga training what do you feel that actually offered you um, I want to call it, uh, an, an awareness, I guess. Um, and of everything, not just like, kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm more aware, but, um, it's a, an awareness kind of even just bringing it back to like the physical body, like an awareness when my body feels out of alignment. Um, when I feel, um, when I don't feel grounded, uh, when I'm too in my head, you know, and like, thoughts or kind of the rat race that is our heads. the rat race that is our heads exactly you know and pulling me and taking me on all kinds of crazy trips you know so this like awareness of when I'm not in my body when I'm not kind of in my optimal being I guess see and I think that's likely a very common thing for a lot of people that they might not know it's actually happening yeah yeah so it's funny we're here talking about yoga but we're really getting into the root of like a mental exactly. awareness. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I know for me, I always describe kind of before I, I found myself, I always say my head was like a bee's nest. Uh, it was yeah, like yeah. that continuous. Yeah. And I almost, I, I honestly couldn't pinpoint thoughts happening. Mm -hmm. Like it was just so rapid. It mm -hmm. was a rapid fire. And then after that practice of like trying to clear my mind and calm it, it then I'm luckily now on my good days to be able to track my thoughts and know right. it's one thought coming. And then I kind of understand when I'm being overwhelmed and I feel that that allows me to be more present and 
in the moment, which is how a lot of people yeah. would define grounded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I guess, however you choose to get there, right? So, you know, yoga is a really good practice to go down but it that doesn't you know the end goal is that but however you choose to get there right you know? but i so. think it's a it's a beautiful road to, to it show is. Yeah, people yeah yeah that this is a thing yeah you can use this as a tool yeah if you do want to seek that next level of awareness or become more grounded in your day-to-day life exactly yep living in the present moment so it's like the biggest gift you can give yourself exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and i that you know probably all most of my growth to get to kind of the space I think you were talking about happened during my teacher training so you know it um I think it was quoted to me that you know the past doesn't exist anymore future hasn't happened yet so none of those are actually reality but all you have is kind of right here right now so it's so true yeah. it's so hard yeah. like I find even the more like I say that and I I understand that it still doesn't mean that you're forever there. Oh, you you've you figured right. it out. Life is now easy and you're always on that plane. Always, yeah, yeah. No. We wish, <laughs> but it is that constant effort that you have right. to put in to achieve that state. And I think that's why I'm so excited to talk about yoga to give everybody a tool to be able to help them get there. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah, and to add to that, sorry, I guess that's why they call it a yoga practice. You know, practice, you know, it's practice, always, meaning yeah. it's not just yeah, one day. Yeah, it's not just one day. <laughs> you're, you're done. One yoga class, off you go. But that's a beautiful element to bring because like, yeah. yeah, practice indicates a ritual, something happening over and over again. Yeah, there's a reason Olympic athletes are the best at what they do and because they practice, you know, so why wouldn't you want to practice for yourself to bring yourself to that moment? Well, I think that's a great start to yeah. say. It's not just a one-day thing. Yeah. It's something you have to continuously put that practice Time into. In. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, Lindsay, because you know so much about yoga and kind right. of all things around that yeah. realm, I'm sure lots others, but those are the things I'll dig deep with you today. Do you want to give us a little bit of a background do you know much about the background, where it originated, and kind of how yoga got started? Yeah, um, so it's it's thousands of years old. I think you mentioned, you know, it originated in India, and so it's not something that, you know, even a hundred years ago, somebody came up with this practice. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's not this new fad. It's not of. a new fad, yeah. You know, that I think you see a lot of fads around right now. So yoga is one of those that have kind of stuck around for some time. Um, but it's kind of, so I probably, you know, thousands of years ago when we're at the cusp of, you know, religion coming to fruition, I guess, and at uh, the time of the Buddha um, originating, there is this whole gang of people um, there. It's the Vedic tradition, which might not mean much to people, but they were kind of saying, well, you know, 
actually, I think the answer to, you know, enlightenment or living your best life actually lies within yourself and not external. So as religion was starting to tell people back then, you know, seek outside of yourself for fulfillment. And there's this whole crew, we can maybe call them the hippies back then. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but they were, they started thinking that, no, you know what, it's actually all within us. So if we act in a, to a certain degree, if we practice um if we kind of master our bodies and our minds then that's what's going to give us this feeling that i think everybody today is kind of seeking everybody's seeking it i don't even know if they understand it and fully understand it exactly so this whole crew thousands of years ago came up with this kind of brilliant um thought and there's one guy that you'll hear mentioned a lot in yoga philosophy, um, which is huge behind um, the practice. Because often, I think today, we just speak of um, yoga asana, so the physical practice. So asana is, so, is, yeah. This is mind-blowing to me because, yeah, when I say yoga, I, I meant like a physical yeah. doing. So when you're in class and, you know, the instructor teacher says shavasana, um, so corpse pose that everybody loves at the end of class, um, tadasana, mountain pose, standing at the top of your mat quietly. Those are all asana, so physical movements of the body. Lindsay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's already been so informational. <laughs> so that's, Before that's move. what we talk about now, right? And you know, that's what, um, Lululemon talks about, you know, there, there's a lot more to the company. I don't want to pigeonhole them into something, but you know, it's, it's asana. So it's physical. Um, but that's just a, like one, one tiny part. Uh, so back to this guy and the whole philosophy, um, his name's Patanjali. You'll hear, um, his name mentioned a lot in the, um, they call it, uh, we'll call it classic yoga. So there's so many, I, I Googled yoga and so we'll go into all the different kinds of <laughs> yoga that popped up just cause I was quite curious. Um, but so for classic yoga, this guy named Patanjali created basically these eight limbs of yoga. And you'll often hear that referenced in an Ashtanga class. So I'm not sure if that's familiar to you or not, but these eight limbs of yoga he came up with, which is that union, that yoga of the mind, body, spirit. So basically, if we act in a certain way and do things that are good, if we don't do certain things, so not dissimilar to the Ten Commandments that everybody's kind of familiar with. um, So if we avoid certain actions, if we... um, use our bodies to prep ourselves, um, to bring ourselves grounded, to access the mind, it's then that we can reach what he would call samadhi or enlightenment. So it's this whole process through these eight limbs of yoga. So I'm just going to kind of look at my notes here. But So you have the yamas and the niyamas, which are these ten commandments, for lack of a better word, of yoga. So um, do no harm to others. Ahimsa, which is practice nonviolence. So things like this. Wow, I didn't even like consider all of this being part of. So that's where you start. (laughs) That's where you start. You know, you start with, um, you know, just being a good person. I think is what he was trying to say. Is yeah, just be a good person. Um, 
And then it's not until you kind of get through your yamas and niyamas until you get to the asana. So those are the physical poses. So at this point, we're prepping the body. We're going through the motions. We're getting grounded. We're opening up stuck portions of the body and the shoulders and the neck, the hips, you know, kind of. So that's the physical. That's the physical. So that's why we're going through all of these poses and postures and people are doing handstands and et cetera. Um, And then that leads you to uh, pranayama, which is um, the breath. So that's kind of your next step. So focusing in on the breath. And then you come to pratyahara, which is our sense withdrawal. So that's the goal of meditation. So basically all of this is leading up to meditation. And then kind of after that, you know, the... um, what happens in meditation, essentially, you know, the end goal, if you want to call it, is um, samadhi, so that enlightenment. Wow, so I have never fathomed yoga being that that much, that much substance, really. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about, first of all, like, your actions, your daily actions really coinciding with being that good person that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned about the movement. So that's the practice of yoga. So stretching out and doing those poses. I'm not even going to try to remember the names that you (laughs) said. And then the next breath, or sorry, the next step. So that third step you mentioned was breath. Yeah. And then the fourth step of yoga would technically then lead you into meditation. Meditation, yeah. Which meditation to me is a, it's a hot topic. That's a hot topic, especially I feel like these days. I feel yeah. it's, well, I, I truly feel it's an essential tool. So I'm not going to go down yeah. that route so much because yeah. we'll get you back in the studio <laughs> to do another whole episode just on meditation. Yeah. But talking then about the three steps prior so that preparing kind of your, I, I would almost say your soul in a way. Yeah, hey? yeah. Like getting getting like, everything tip top so that you can then do the hard work. <laughs> wow, that's so, yeah, uh, yeah, that's. I guess you're you're catching me off guard here because I never really considered that to be yoga. Well, and I think giving people a background or the history because you you go into a yoga class and people and you hear it's like oh it's body mind and spirit but if you don't really know what why or what what's the reasoning behind that it's kind of hard to think oh well you know stretching my hamstrings therefore equals you know calm mind body spirit like that sometimes doesn't equate for people so but that was like I guess so just talking about my own experience and I can remember kind of prior to me going down my self-discovery I would say journey I went to yoga and I like to be really honest I thought it was stuffy and really pretentious yeah I was like wow this is really not my like I something in my gut was like nope not this isn't fitting right now it's not and I felt almost pressure yeah. to be like, oh, they're bending that far. I, I should yeah. be. Yeah. And it was like yeah. almost like it. I left more in a ball of angst than that Zen feeling you're supposed, you're supposed to, to have. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because it turns out stretchy hamstrings doesn't necessarily make you a better person, right? <laughs> so, but that's sad in a way yeah. that, yeah. like, I obviously had to go through my own process, but. I think it's unfortunate that maybe that mental clarity or talking about like prepping your soul and just being a good human being, then doing moving your body for stretches and then taking in the breath. I don't think that's really 
mentioned a lot. Or maybe not, maybe it is, but it's just yeah. not in my circles. I think when I first started out, that information wasn't, wasn't there. Wasn't there, yeah, to kind of carry with you in your practice. Because essentially, you know, you want to go through your practice and and then take your yoga off the mat. I know teachers will kind of drop that into classes a lot. It's like, how can you take your yoga off the mat? Because that's your chance there to kind of use all of these um, uh, yamas and niyamas for yourself. So, you know, practicing kindness. So practice kindness with yourself when you're going through your practice. If you can't do something, the person beside you can, you know, be kind to yourself. Like, that's cool. You're in different places. So how can you take that off the mat? Um, If you can realize that, holy, last week I could do this, this, and this in class, and now this week I can't, you know, looking at different perspectives. Now, can you take that off your mat and realize, like, oh, I'm not in the same place I was last week. Maybe this person that I'm interacting with isn't in the same place that they were last week. So it's just this whole bigger thing that's so much um, bigger, greater, grander than, you know... But I think that's such a beautiful getting a good sweat. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like I, yeah, I did think it was just working your body out before, and just thinking of that aspect. Like I remember the teacher saying, "Be gentle with yourself" and stuff like that. But I guess it wasn't maybe something like I was really aware of. You heard them, or you heard your teachers mention about. Like exactly like you said, bringing it off the mat and maybe being gentle with yourself. Yeah. Or a big thing I always heard was like breathe into it, breathe into the awkwardness and stuff like that. But I guess prior to me being able to do that myself, it was almost like I couldn't connect those movements with mental clarity. What was going on, yeah. Yeah. So I guess my my hope here today is to kind of give people that little bit of background so that when they do decide to maybe try yoga to realize what it actually entails Mm -hmm. and almost see the potential Mm -hmm. of what it can be when technically using it to the fullest of its ability well exactly and if you're on your mat in a yoga practice which it's essentially yours. It's nobody else's. Even if you're in a class full of 30, 40 people, what better time to practice these, you know, being kind, um, non-judgment than in the safe place, like on a little rubber yoga mat in a room, you know, use that, practice that, and then bring it out into the world. Like it's So that's an awesome concept because I remember yeah. that being one of the thoughts in my head that I was struggling with is people can do it and I can't when I first started, like way back when. Yeah. And that I think is unfortunate because it wasn't until I was like, when I came back after I had mentioned to you after my own self discovery kind of Mm -hmm. thing, after then trying yoga, I was like, oh, it's really not about everybody else in the room. It truly is just about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to give that forgiveness to yourself or be gentle and kind. Yeah. Yeah. And you just hit a beautiful chord by saying, and then bring that out into the world. Yeah. You know, you have a really safe little place. So if you're all of a sudden, you know, feel yourself, you know, oh man, you 
mess that up again and then realizing like whoa wait a second that wasn't cool like you know I'm pretty good you know I'm just doing my best showing up doing the best I can you know there there was your practice right you screwed up didn't no harm no foul but you know take it out there and do better next time it's almost like a lesson in (laughs) self-talk yeah yeah oh yeah can some practices I've gone through the self-talk that's going on up there oh my goodness so (laughs) seriously yeah like going through that almost self-doubt and shame in a way because you can't do a certain thing so I think being aware that that is the piece that is a piece of yoga Yeah. yeah that you you need to embrace almost and go through that process so I know you brought up the breath and that's actually one of the the biggest parts I've probably taken from the practice myself. I don't actually do a ton of physical asana a lot anymore. Like I'll do the nice juicy stretches for releasing, but I don't I've I've kind of got away from the physical part of the practice. And but one of the biggest parts I've taken is the breath. So walk us and through just, that. It's it's this amazing it's well, it's keeping you alive like it's this really wild thing right like it's your life force it's your it's it it does everything for you isn't it crazy though like I I know I've mentioned it before but to focus on your breath when you do it's like how do I do this so automatically yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah and it just happens I'm unconscious <laughs> when I'm, yeah yeah this happens. just happens <laughs> and it, yeah it's this wild thing that if you can tap into it and all of a sudden even for some people just focusing in and realizing that you can control your breath is a huge so talk about step. that controlling what do you mean by control well tapping in um making the inhales and exhales equal breathing into the belly, breathing into the lower ribs, breathing into the upper ribs, feeling how that feels different in the body. Like we can go in and through visualization, even imagine the breath going through the whole body because it does, right? It carries the blood cells, the oxygen in the blood and imagining your breath going all the way to your toes. And like, we can take that and use it and So when you're in a yoga class and you're in something that feels frustrating or um, it's really challenging, that's your that's your lifeline to tap into. That's your one thing that you can go to your breath, control, focus, and then that kind of lets the body go. And I think probably you know elite athletes do this a lot. Um, So just the simple aspect, of breathing. Even, you know, if you're on the, you know, commuting to work or in bed at night, just making your inhales and exhales equal. So inhaling for three counts, exhaling for three counts, you'll notice a total shift in the body right away. So is that what you're trying to do is like almost reboot your body? Yeah. Yeah. Like we have control. Um, we, we have something in our body that we can tap into when things get tough. So you're in a really challenging yoga pose, you tap into your breath, all of a sudden you get through the pose, you, you know, push the pose maybe a bit farther, not that that's the goal, but maybe that's what you're working towards. And then all of a sudden you're in a really, you know, sketchy time in life in an argument and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got the breath. I can tap into that to get me through this. So wonderful 
concept here, something to learn on the mat being the breath to get you through those awkward poses or that duration, let's say. Yeah, yeah, big, big. Then once again, bringing that practice that you're doing in that safe place on the mat, it's almost in preparation for... For life. For life. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So yoga, it can, like, I guess it depends however people want to take it or how much they want to do with it, but it can be this huge way of life I would say it, like that's that's yeah you nailed it it's the yeah the yogi way of life I guess yeah it's so funny uh, <laughs> it's like things I do but I just never I've never connected that to that yoga. you are practicing yoga every day essentially well that's great <laughs> now I, <laughs> I feel like I should be in way better shape now <laughs> well and I think people to come to yoga for the physical, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, or coming for the mental, or coming for the spiritual, and then end up kind of staying around to explore the other option that they might not have come there for, right? And see, so I think, I that's, think that's a piece. That's a piece that's, that I would love to see more people tap into is the realization that wait a second, yoga is just not that stereotypical body. Yeah, yeah, it's so much more. Well, and I, there's this host of, you know, physiological benefits that come along with yoga as well that we kind of can't deny. Um, but yeah, you got to just do what works for you, I think. Right? Like, well, isn't that life? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah. recipe for happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because, you know, maybe you like to go to a sweaty, hot yoga class doesn't mean that that's what works for me. So, but it's, it's interesting to find out for me that, yeah, it's not just that sweaty place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a piece I didn't I didn't consider before. It's cool. It is cool. <laughs> yeah. And now I think I'm, my understanding of yoga is definitely expanding mm-hmm. as our conversation mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. And I guess it would be something that I would say after our conversation today that, I actually do practice yoga on a daily basis. Yes, yeah, and you probably didn't do one sun salutation. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, so you mentioned, I want to go back into the stretching, the releasing aspect. So can you shed some light on that piece for those people Um, listening who do go to the classes? Kind of essentially, what is that? Why are they asking me to open up something like what is what does that mean so again i i talked about the breath and essentially the breath is energy so i might get a little woohoo here woo woo here for people but essentially the breath is energy and so our kind of major points throughout the body so your neck and shoulders you probably people probably carry a lot of tension the chest, the upper back, um, the hips, the knees. So these are all parts where kind of energy can get caught up in. Um, so if we can go in and, and, and by energy, I mean kind of it's stuck, it's heavy. Um, it can be related to emotions. I was just about to say, so um, would you associate that energy with yeah, emotions? Yeah, and that kind of gets into the whole uh, probably chakra system, which is kind of, a whole nother thing but um yeah for a, a good example is probably the hips which are kind of related to our lower 
uh, first and second chakra, which are our emotions and our safety and um, where we feel fear. And so it's this huge energy center. And if they're kind of all clogged up, that kind of indirectly leads to you probably leading your life a certain way that you maybe optimally you could be doing a bit better it so that's freaky so that's a little woo woo <laughs> well, i wouldn't even go there because i'm fully on like, yeah let everybody speak their truth yeah and we will gain our own individual truth around people being honest and vulnerable and sharing yeah so that's what i think so i don't think anything you can say is woo woo to me <laughs> yeah, yeah if it works for you or exactly if it works for people then wow that's beautiful to share and then I guess the flip side is that if we, you know, we sit at desks all day and we're crunched up and neck tension and yoga, is, though these the stretches are just, you know, a way to bring the body back into better alignment physiologically, um, you know, so the spine's in good alignment, so our shoulders are where they're supposed to be and not up by our ears and curled forward and, you know, our knees work the way that they're supposed to. So there's definitely just like a biological, so guys, the body works more optimally. So guys, just notice, if you are fixing your posture, don't worry, I am too, because <laughs> as she's saying it, my shoulders are going back. And draw the shoulders down. <laughs> because we all do it. And like, Oh, yeah. When you yeah. mentioned about like being on a computer, like that used to be my old yeah. job, like just hunched yeah. over. All day long. All day, and yeah. as conscious as you are, yeah. trying to Oh, be. now we both look really good. <laughs> <laughs> but as conscious as you are sometimes, yeah, you do. You yeah, curve your shoulders in. So I think being able once again to associate yoga with kind of stretching out your body and resetting it. And if your body works optimally, then the rest should kind of start to follow, right? <laughs> so well, if you're not, you know, always got a pain in your neck, people will say, oh, that person's a pain in my neck. But if maybe they actually have a pain in their neck, you know, so if the body kind of is yeah, working optimally, then it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, well, then maybe the digestion system's working a bit better. And then, um, you know, the body's not trying to spend energy because you have, you know, an upset stomach all the time. And then that's your mind's linking to that as this story. And now you're wasting energy because you don't feel good. So you can't, you know, continue on and wow I'm so appreciative of you just like (laughs) having this conversation because first of all I don't ever think I've had this much of an in-depth conversation about yoga and it's almost benefits to us and how many areas of our life that it can actually impact so we already talked about using it to kind of be a better person as Mm -hmm, you essentially mm -hmm. said at the beginning to yourself and to others and now looking at the aspect of the breath how we can use that while getting through poses but also getting through hard life situations and then stretching out your body to release maybe tension or release built up or blocked energy that could potentially exist so just within the time that we've started here my understanding is continuously expanding of that definition of yoga. And it's cool that you can go in and, you know, take what works for you from it. 
and to realize it's almost like I'm comparing it to wine in a way. <laughs> Love <And> I, it. <laughs> but it's funny because like I think the more I learned about wine, the more I realized I knew nothing about wine yeah. because there's so much to learn. Not red and white. <laughs> Which I originally yeah, got. Yes, yeah. Good bad. <laughs> but this tastes like dirty socks. This doesn't. <laughs> Price has no like determining factor on taste. Yeah. But like so many different things. Which now the more you go into yoga, it's I feel like there's so many different layers that I can honestly say I was not associating with yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of because I feel like my understanding is expanding rapidly here what do you feel is the biggest misconception about yoga because like you're you practice Mm -hmm. you know you went through training Mm -hmm. and you're obviously living within that culture Mm -hmm. more warily than I I was apparently yeah Yeah. but what would you say is maybe the biggest misconception that I can't even like hesitate to say that it's I'm not flexible so I can't do yoga. That is 100% what people tell me. Okay, so let's pretend we just had a caller yeah. call in yeah. and they told us they're not flexible, they can't do yoga. What would you say? Well, it turns out that flexibility is a byproduct of yoga. So maybe you need to go to yoga class. No, um, that's, uh, um, yeah, it's definitely something that happens when you go through the physical poses but everything can be adapted to work for your body. Every pose can be, you know, you you can use props. You can change the pose. Turns out if you're, you can't do that pose, you don't have to do the pose either, it turns out. <laughs> it's about adjusting the practice to where you are. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, oh, my hamstrings aren't flexible enough, so I can't do yoga well, if you lay down and put your legs up against the wall, that's a hamstring release, like a really nice, gentle hamstring release. Start there. Maybe your hamstrings will start to, you know, open up, shake, shake out, and then you'll feel a bit more confident going to another practice. Um, so it's not about essentially being able to do everything when you go into yoga. Yeah. It's about forgiving yourself, showing acceptance almost of where you're too. So using all yeah, acceptance. That's there. a really good word. Yeah, and yeah. then practicing to allow yourself to go to that next level yeah. of maybe it is that stretching flexibility. Yeah, and and like I don't think that there, um, you know, if you're in a class and the person next to you is busting out these moves and they're just owning it and they're super flexible and bendy. Like, that's awesome, right? Like, we're all at different parts of our practice and, you know, tapping into things and going a bit farther is also about growth and being, you know, being better in your life. Um is, you know, challenging yourself in a yoga class. Like if the standard moves for you don't work for you, then why wouldn't you want to, you know, try something a little more advanced and go there? So it's almost, There's nothing wrong with that either. So it's pushing yourself within yeah. that room, like you said, that yeah. safe space. Exactly. To then be able to push yourself physically outside within society, maybe. Yeah, there, there's a term, it's called uh, tapas in... Um, so not 
you know, tapas eating. Yeah, yeah, not tapas eating, but uh, (laughs) um, and it's uh, it's it's tapping into the heat of the body, you know, like challenging yourself, pushing yourself a little, you know, playing that edge with yourself. Like that's okay. Um, That's how we get better at things too. Is you know, but it's knowing your moment too to maybe. You try the pose that the instructor's showing and you fall out of it and no big deal. You try, try again next time. Or maybe you, you try it and you nail it and you're like, wow, huge moment, right? So And appreciate that moment. And appreciate that, yeah. So talking about it and the more we kind of discuss, I'm just, I think, blown away by what yoga it actually incorporates mm-hmm. versus what I thought it only incorporated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope everybody kind of listening, well, maybe everybody listening is already on that train and they're right. already there, yeah. which would be so cool. And yeah. then for those of you who are learning about it as I am, hopefully we can take that and maybe hit the mat again in a more gentle right. kind of way with ourselves. And I think the cool thing right now, even in society, is that there are so many options now to do things with everything that we do. And it's the same for yoga. There there are so many different classes happening out there, um, different, um, you know, you can practice online if you want, in your basement, by yourself. Um, you can, you know, use an app on your phone. I know there's so much. There's so much that... Yeah, go and but it's almost, try and dabble. And- so there's so much. With that being said, it almost can be overwhelming. Right. So for somebody who is experienced, yeah. like yourself, is there any kind of practices of yoga that you could share with us that might be a good place to start that's not so overwhelming? Yeah, uh, and this is kind of my favorite thing to do right now is um, I think a really – uh, non-intimidating because I hear that people can be intimidated to go into a class a lot too but a really kind of non-intimidating uh, practice are, are these are restorative practices so you'll notice probably that most studios have a restorative or a yin they'll often be called uh, class they're usually at night the lights are off, there's candles, and you lay around and stretch for the whole time and breathe. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. That so is that's kind of my, um, yeah, little juicy indulgence right now. That That's my physical yoga practice, our restorative classes. So that's a great place to start. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're, in, you're on your own little mat. The lights are off. Nobody can see you. You're doing long hold stretches that you can support with props so it doesn't matter how far you're going the teacher's dropping little nice things into the class as you're laying there getting into this meditative state and yeah you just feel juicy and relaxed after and ready to sleep well so that doesn't <laughs> sound intimidating at all no that sounds yeah actually yeah like almost a gift to yourself exactly yeah because, yeah. well, like when you, when you look at it, like our bodies, that's the vessel that is hopefully going to last a long time. And yeah. this is this is our vessel. So yeah. we kind of need to, you know, try to get the kinks out and allow it to work at its optimal state, like you said, yeah. for as long as it potentially can. So I think 
stretching even is exactly. a huge yeah. yeah like I know my partner he's huge on stress, stretching he thinks it's like it it equates better quality of life I think so too <laughs> right the sitting epidemic I think we is the next big thing because we all sit too much so and it's the fear <laughs> of getting older too yeah. because it's like yeah. like our bodies they have to last us yeah. and we don't want to be in pain or uncomfortable so I think by stretching and releasing yeah unawarely I've been doing but uh, releasing those energies or kind of allowing our body to flow maybe a little bit better or use it or lose it right so (laughs) use it use it yeah yeah so restorative classes are really a great place to start um I think there's something to be said you know you can do yoga online in the basement by yourself, but um, going to a, a intro, you could go, you can walk into any class and introduce yourself to the teacher. Say, "This is my first time," or "I haven't done a ton of yoga," and a good teacher will be like, "I got gotcha. you." So they'll help you, they'll prop you up, they'll modify for you um, without making you feel like you know. Uh, that you don't belong there in the class. And um, yeah, there's something about going to a class and practicing with a teacher, practicing in group energy is a really beautiful feeling. Um, So just look for intro to yoga classes. There's tons out there right now. So you've heard it from an expert, guys. It's not about being able to do all of the movements right away. It's about being patient with yourself and just potentially showing up and starting somewhere. So be gentle with yourself is what I'm hearing Lindsay say, and just show up and kind of, in a way, lean into that uncomfortableness. Yeah, just by doing that, you've done yoga. (laughs) So I think that's a great place to kind of wrap up for today, because I don't know about you guys listening, but my definition of yoga has definitely been redefined here. So it's not just that sweaty kind of movement. I'm now looking at yoga as kind of four essential parts. One, being a good person. So that's practicing being gentle with yourself and other people, Mm -hmm. being compassionate, doing good deeds Mm -hmm. on the mat and off the mat, like you said, Lindsay. Uh, Then also the body movement. So releasing those energies and stretching your body so that that vessel can take us all the way to the end of the road. All the way. (laughs) And then also the breath element, remembering that breathing in that practice of yoga can then potentially help us get through hard life moments or situations just by breathing. And then lastly, that's that meditative piece. And we will, I promise you folks, we will go deep into that on another episode here today. So Lindsay, thank you so much. I am so appreciative for you, first of all, for just your time and energy and you coming here today. I feel so blessed that you would share this information. And like I said, thanks to you, now my definition of yoga has totally been redefined here. So guys, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Power Yourself. I hope you were able to kind of get a little bit more insight of that practice of yoga and help you understand some of the potential positives that it can have on your life. So I hope everybody here has a beautiful day. And as you go about your day, remember, it's always up to you 
to power yourself.